All right, everybody. Well, welcome to Noah and James' Name Undecided To Be Determined podcast about topics including, but not limited to, Super Smash Bros. James, take us away. Who are you? Why do you, why are we talking about this thing? Well, my name is James, like Noah said. Um, but Super Smash Bros, it's one of those games that's kind of hard to learn about, and you definitely need to get some help from someone, and we're going to be your someone for um, today. And exactly. We are going to be your helpers into the guide of learning about and getting started with the game called Super Smash Bros. So, Super Smash Bros. is an old game. James, do you know what year Super, the first Super Smash Bros. came out? I would guess maybe the 2000s? Nope, earlier than that. It was 1990. on the N64 is the first console it came out on, and the Nintendo 64, and that came out, Super Smash Bros. came out in 1999, is the first version of Super Smash Bros., I believe. And, that is super early. Oh, yeah. And then its next iteration, Super Smash Bros. Melee, came out in 2001. So the oldest versions of these games are pretty, pretty old games and definitely have continued to improve. Now, we're not talking about Super Smash Bros. Melee or the classic Super Smash Bros. What, what game are we talking about, James? We're talking about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, yeah. And that came out much more recent and was released on the Switch. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about what kind of game is this, James? Well, Super Smash Bros. is a fighting game, but it's not one of those ones, but it's like one perspective, um, and you can only jump and kick. It has... It's a like, two-dimensional two-dimensional fighting game. That's the, the key. You can go left, you can go right, you can jump up, you can go down, but you cannot go, you know... And that's those are the four directions you can go. You can't go in and out. There's not a full degree of. Uh, there's no what is it X Y. There's no Z axis, right? You have your X axis going left or right. Your Y axis going up and down. Mm-hmm. Z axis is the one that goes through, and that does not exist in this game. It is two dimensional, and so your characters are basically as flat as a pancake, although they do not look like such. Yes, the animation is very good. So what is the goal? In this is a game. What what is the point of this game? Well, the point of this game is to um, make your opponent lose as much lives as possible, and um, to blast them off of the map and be the victor. There is a winner and a loser in the game of Smash Ultimate, and usually your goal is to be the winner although I can't speak for everybody. So as you mentioned a little bit, how it works is you and your opponent 
are fighting each other, putting inputs on a controller that are then replicated on screen by your character. And every attack you do that hits your opponent does damage to them. But James, a normal fighting game has you at a health bar of say 100. And every time you take damage, that health bar goes down until you reach zero and you die. But Super Smash Bros. is a little bit different. You want to talk a little bit about what makes it unique in that way? Sure. So each fighter you start with has zero percentage of health. Well, yep. kind of health. The more they get damaged and the more they get hit, the higher their percentage goes. And when you're at 100, you're a lot easier to launch off the map and die. Not specifically 100, but just generally the more damage you take, the easier you get knocked and the farther you get, get, get launched. Every attack has a certain amount of knockback, which literally knocks the opposing character back. And so the higher, the more you hit them, the more knockback they receive until they're flying farther and farther away which, with each hit until eventually they get knocked off the map. And when they get knocked off the map, they lose a life and respawn. So it's a little bit different of a game in that regard, huh? Yeah, I agree, but it's good in that way. True. Just the unique aspect definitely adds its own level of just <laughs> depth to the game. So, James, would you say that Smash is an easy game, a hard game, and, like, why... Why do you answer the way you do? How about that question? Well, I think it's a hard game because you have to, first you have to find your character, then you have to learn how to play him or her. And it's really hard because other people are probably going to be better than you and beat you a lot of the time, unless you're one of those people. But it's just, it's going to take a while for you to get good at. Truly. And to further compound that complexity there are you know as james mentioned a whole host of characters in this game each with their own unique rules i think what what did we say how many how many characters are there total in super smash bros i think What's you your said guess? like 40 35 yep it's going to be <laughs> actually a little bit more than that there are 74 playable characters in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Seriously? <laughs> yep, which is quite a lot. And that's not even counting the DLC characters, which are the bonus ones you can buy. Uh, and each one of those characters has its own fully unique move set that have, you know, that are different than every other character in the game. And each single character has a lot of moves james what like describe the amount of moves each character has you know what how many different moves does does a single character have well i think about 12 moves for each character i think it's somewhere even more than that i think it might be anywhere from 20 to 30 if you count every action you can put in a controller that causes the character to do something unique. Now, the controller itself, I mean, has a plenty of buttons, right? You have your move stick, 
you have A, B, X, Y, you have your bumpers, you have your triggers, and you have another little pad, and each one of those buttons does something different, huh? Mm -hmm. And what about directional moves? Talk about how direction, like the way you put in a direction can change what you do as well. Well, so there's normal hit moves, and then there's um, directional uh, with the stick moves, and the directional with the stick, so you have the stick, say you tilt it to the right while um, doing a move, it will do a move to the right, and same thing up and down and to the left. But not the and same move, its own totally different unique move. Hitting A to the right does a very different move than doing A down, like it's not just uh, the same move in a different direction. It is literally a whole different move that it will do. Um, could you maybe explain what other moves there can be? Oh yeah, so in addition to your basic A and B attacks, which each, each one of those, you can put a different direction to do a different attack. So you can do up A, side A, down A, uh, you don't have to do a direction either. You can just hit A. You can do B, side B, up B, down B. All of those are doing different moves. Furthermore, your bumpers act as a shield. Your triggers are a grab move. You know, you can do, I mean, first off, the movement stick. You can move the character left, right, up, and down each different ways if you quickly move your stick to the left your character will start off in a sprint. If you just slowly move the trigger to the left, it will walk. You know, different speeds of how you move the character create, like influence how fast your character do, does its actions to such a degree that you are constantly doing things wrong. Like James and I, even still, will <laughs> be playing a game and throughout that game be doing moves not exactly how we want because there are just so many different options that it's so hard to do it exactly the way you want. Would you agree with that, James? Yes, I have messed up uncountably <laughs> amount of times and oh, yeah. it takes a while to get used to. For sure, even the professional players that play super smash bros and yes there is actually a pretty big professional gaming scene within smash bros even those pros spend you know years mastering their characters and still still can't fully you know still make mistakes right there's mm -hmm. such a high skill ceiling which means that it's almost impossible to top off your skill. You can always be learning new inputs, new combos, you know, just ways to improve your character, which make it really, A, a pretty difficult game, but B, a very rewarding game that you can really feel yourself improve. What do you think about that, James? Can, do you agree well, with I definitely agree with you. And we're maybe you're really good at this game. It's not going to take you a couple of years, but it's just, it's really hard to master like earlier in this episode and it takes a while to get used to. Well, it's all relative, right? 
Mm -hmm. you, your skill compared to mine, maybe I seem really great at the game. And then you compare my skill to my good friend who plays Smash, and all of a sudden he's really good at the game and I'm bad at the game. Like, it's not even close, you know, like the, the level of gap each time is big. You compare my friend to somebody higher than him, like you can just continually climb the totem pole in terms of, of power. It's not a game that, you know, the winners decided by luck or chance, mostly. It's really determined just by individual skill and the amount of dedication and practice that goes in before the match you know, mm-hmm. and just your, the amount of skill you have inside the game. What are some other thoughts you think about Smash? Some general findings. You have well, any. there's some, um, there's some ways to get better if you have all of this down and you're just not really good at the game there's cpu levels that you can fight against and um just keep charging at this level three that you can't beat and finally you beat it and move on to level four and there's nine levels and then once you complete that i think you're really good ready to play some real people absolutely in fact, my friend who plays a lot of Smash often faces up against computers because they are a great way to practice. Now, real quick, James, I'm going to provide a little bit more context. Yeah. Smash Brothers is a game, and you can play the game however you want. The way that James and I are talking about playing the game is mostly one versus one with no extra shenanigans added in no items, no super smash abilities. Like there are a lot of extraneous options that you can use when playing super smash bros that add a degree of randomness or chance to the game. And that is totally fine to play with. In fact, Nintendo actually releases the game with all of that included like in the stock version. Like when you buy the game, boot it up, load it on the TV and play the game, there's a whole lot of just random crazy stuff that happens that's designed to, you know, just be goofy, oh, course. goofy and fun. And that is its own way to play and is totally respectable and fine. You could play Smash with eight people if you want with, you know, a crazy stage and all of that, whatever you want. And that is totally okay. But the context of what James and I are talking about is a competition between two individuals with the surrounding environment, taking away as many, you know, chances for random stuff, just taking away everything but the pure, like boiled down version of the game, which is one character versus another, who can put in the best moves in the right space to create victory over the opponent. Now, James, how, like, is this a fast paced game or a slow paced game? Like when a, when a game starts, what does the combat actually look like? Well, 
normally the rounds are fast, but you can change the stock to make it a really long game. But normally, it will just be a fast kill your opponent as quick as possible. Maybe at most a, at most a 12-minute game. But there's like... <laughs> definitely at most. I definitely think our usual games are to do three stocks might just be like a three, four minute game to do a best of three might be like, you know, nine or 10 minutes, but it is really quick because when we say stock, we mean lives, um, lives and smash are called stocks. So three stocks, is three lives. But when the game starts instantly, you guys, you're putting in actions constantly on the controller, trying to get an advantage on your opponent, right? Like, your opponent's to your left. You're going to move left three times. You're going to hit, jab him, hit him with a punch. You're going to jump up, come down on him. And your opponent is constantly during this time doing the exact same things on his end to try and get advantage over you, right? It's not, you're not just hitting a, a punching bag, right? You're constantly battling and almost like jousting with your opponent move after move, trying to block his moves, defend his moves, get an advantage on him, press the advantage, you know, finish him off. Mm -hmm. All of these are different. That is so true. Um, Absolutely. And for me, it feels very intense. You know, the second the game starts till like, I'm not taking a breath and calming down until my opponent is, is beaten and taken care of or I lose. Until that moment, I am going to be battling tooth and nail to try and overcome them. So, Noah, I had a question. What kind of characters are there? Well, that is a good question, James, because Super Smash Bros. is not its own franchise. In fact, well, I mean, it is, but it pulls in its characters from all surrounding Nintendo and external IP um characters right so you have of course mario luigi bowser you also have sonic you also have fire album all of the fire out emblem characters yep so a bunch i mean it's nintendo is a japanese company so there are a lot of japanese um famous characters in the game or at least more well-known characters so yeah lots of fire emblem characters there's uh pac-man pac-man is in the game yep kirby is in the game uh who else i mean you can just keep listing them off even franchises you would think would never be in smash are in this game because guess what as of this past year minecraft steve that's right the playable cuboid character from Minecraft is a playable character in Smash Bros. Ultimate. I never thought I'd see that day, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I've heard legends about it earlier when I was young, and then it came true. It's very Same. accurate. People joked about him coming, and then they actually did it. So you will find, you know, it's one of the best parts about the game, in my opinion, is just finding a character you like and can stick with out of the wide array of characters available. What, who do you, who do you play, James? Who's your go-to and why? 
What well, made you choose I, him? I play a lot of characters, but my favorite is Bowser Jr. And um, an, an, another thing that you can do is there's skins for each character that you don't have to buy. And another one of Bowser Jr.'s skins is Larry, which I like to play. And I like him because if you fall off the map there um, earlier, like we said, there's an up B, which normally makes you, like, push you up. Um, it's a way from, to get back onto the stage if you fall off normally. Yeah, and Larry has a very good one of those, and multiple of, of his moves also make them push upwards on, back onto the map. And he's a very powerful guy. And he's bigger, so he's kind of harder to launch. And he's a little bit fun and goofy, just like you. Yes. Thank you. I play mostly Solid Gear Snake, who is Shocker, a character from the Solid Gear series, which is actually a uh, combat survival stealth game, totally unrelated to any of the friendly, fun, normal Smash characters. Uh, and he is a little bit of a macho man with a beard and some big muscles. And he throws grenades and has a missile launcher and a bunch of other cool abilities. So I've, I played him back in the day when I was a kid on Super Smash Bros. Brawl, the version of this game that came out on the me, well, the Wii. And when I started playing Smash Ultimate, Snake was back. And I played him and I love him and will continue to always play him. Um, so what if you just don't know what character to choose and you there's all those 72, right? And you don't know what to choose. Well, if you're getting into this game and your goal is to get better, it's pretty easy, James. All you got to do is choose any character in the roster that you think is cool. It doesn't matter what the tier lists are. It doesn't matter, you know, how good each one is because what matters is you personally improving at the game and the best way to do that is to choose a character and to just keep playing with them it's really easy to when you start playing the game to choose a character play a game choose a different character play a game choose a different character play the game and if your goal is just to have fun and mess around then that's awesome but if you're trying to improve and get better because each character has its own whole, you know, set of moves, if you're playing with a different character every time, well, it's going to be really hard to learn what those moves actually do. Mm -hmm. So I definitely recommend choosing one character and just continuing to play with that one character because the more you do it, the more you'll learn what the moves do and more importantly, when to use the moves. Because it's all about timing, isn't it, James? Yes. You know, doing... I have to admit, I'm not too good at that. But it well, is all about that. It's something that constantly comes... That's something you're constantly improving with. And I would not say I'm great at it either, right? Because it's all context. Just comparing it to other people. If you take me and you compare it to somebody who's never played the game, I would say our timing is probably pretty awesome. But... <laughs> You compare it to a pro, and maybe our timing is a little less than optimal. So it's definitely a cool aspect of the game, personal improvement. Just not even if you're sitting down and studying how to get better, 
But just by playing the game, the more you play, the better you'll get. And I think it's pretty, pretty fun to have that level of improvement. And at the beginning, when you're first starting to play the game, it may be a bit frustrating to get beaten all the time, <laughs> but you just have to persevere through that stage and then it will get really fun after that. Absolutely. I mean, I will stand by this statement till the day I die, but I think the best way to get better at something is to face somebody or to play with somebody who is way better than you because you know, if somebody is way up here and you're way down here, then every time you guys play, you're going to get a little bit better, a little bit closer, a little bit better, a little bit closer, a little bit better, a little bit closer. And just the more you play, the closer you'll get to that, you know, that level. Now, if you're facing somebody that's worse than you constantly, yeah, you might win over and over again, but are you really improving? You know, that player that's worse than you is going to be doing moves that players that are better than you are not going to do. And you're going to get used to that. And then when you face somebody who, you know, face somebody else, well, you're not going to be improving in the same degree than if you're facing somebody who is significantly better than you. So I definitely think if you can find a practice partner who knows what they're doing, just a friend, really, you know, find a friend who plays the game. That's all it takes to get good at smash. Like, um, when I wasn't too good at Super Smash Bros, I played Noah a lot, and I learned a bunch from him. Oh, yeah. And now James can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with me and win games for real. <laughs> but it's, it's a pretty cool game, and we definitely have a good time with it. And, I mean, mm -hmm. considering this game has, is now over 20 years old and is still kicking – I would say there's something to it. It's not just a casual game to mess around with and, you know, whatever. It can be yeah. a whole lot of different things to different people. And that's pretty cool in my opinion. Well, James, any, any, any other thoughts before we wrap this episode up? Well, yes. I think Super Smash Bros. is one of those games, some video games are like you play it and then you kind of get bored of it and move on to another game. Super Smash Bros. you can continue on for a long time and not get bored of it. It's true. So true. Because it's so fun. And you, if you already are super good at this game and you are like, okay, I'm really good. I'm going to play a different game. Then maybe you can be like, hey, I haven't tried this character. Let's see his move sets and just try mm. him out for fun. Good point. There is so much to do inside Smash Bros. And so many reasons to keep coming back. Let me tell you, when you're facing somebody who you're neck and neck with, and you guys are just battling it out, trying to beat the other person, and, you know, it's a close game back and forth, and you finally work for it. You battle for it. You, you, you know, push and you do it and you win that feeling of like personal success is really really special you know not a lot of games i think give you the feeling of like yes i did it when you fully do what you want to do and are proud of yourself in your moments smash brothers really has some really hype and exciting moments when you when you work for them and 
that's definitely what keeps me coming back and back. There's not much yeah. better of a feeling than when you are down one life to three, but you manage to bit by bit claw your way, fight your way back into the game until it's you versus the opponent, both at like super high percent seconds away from dying to anything either player throws out and you finally get that last move and kill your opponent, knock them off the screen. Well, it truly is a certain special feeling. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, not many games give you that kind of thing. Nope. When I'm playing in Mario Kart and I zoom past the finish line and first I go, woo. And you know, cool. And that's that. But in Smash Bros, you really, if you want to win, you got to work for it. The game is not just going to give it to you. And I think that is a cool aspect. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Noah. Yeah, really thanks, fun. James. I appreciate you sitting down and talking to me about this game that we both both enjoy. <laughs> well, we hope we hope that um, this helps y'all try to get better at the game and keep persevering. Keep persevering. Fight on. That's my motto, and I think can be yours as well. Well, everybody. Till next time, this is Noah and James Pope signing off. See you then.